Although today we tend to look back at the space race with the Soviet Union as a competition we were destined to win, it was actually the Soviets that secured many of the early victories. American officials at the time weren't only worried about Soviet prestige winning out, they had a very real concern about Soviet space dominance providing them the ultimate high ground in the next global conflict. Today we hear about the cosmonauts erased from history, or so we thought. This is Casual History. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Casual History. I'm Jacob. Hello. This is Jeffrey. We're having this intro again. <laughs> we are. Uh, but yeah, we're back for another episode. Are you ready, Jeffrey? You ready to learn something? I am. You've kept it a secret from me uh, this whole week. Until you just heard the intro just now. <laughs> right. So the space race. Yes. And some people lost to it is kind of what my subject's going to be about. Okay. I had uh, actually heard... This from a couple of friends that I worked with that were just talking casually about the subject and like cool things they didn't know about. And we somehow got it started on like astronauts being lost to space. Due to aliens, right? Not due to aliens, but okay. just being lost to space in general. Maybe oh, aliens, no. who knows? Um, being lost to space in general and how um, a lot of them were hidden, covered up because they didn't want to look bad. Makes sense. Uh, so you only heard about the victories and the big things. So like, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to kind of go into with this subject today. Is it mainly the USSR? Yes. Okay. Yes, we are. (laughs) This is where we're deep diving. So yeah, (laughs) into Russia. So it's not, it's all of Russia. Is it not American? Uh, I didn't. There wasn't a lot. The, the two stories that I heard that were the big ones. We just faked the moon landing, from the, right? So. <laughs> yeah. We just faked it all together. That's the biggest. Not uh, failures in general. No. There were definitely uh, failures on the American side that we did not report for sure. But these are more um, big stories that I thought would be very interesting to talk about and explain. Kind of give some context to. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All um, right. Wherever you want to start. Yeah. So... Uh, those concerns that I mentioned at the top of the intro about um, the Soviets winning out or having like the the highest ground in the next war, right? Um, that wasn't unique to Americans using uh, the moon as a operational base. Yeah, that was well, what I always at the time. Well, that just, was kind of funny. Well, just orbit, just having uh, orbit, be able to look down and attack from above in some place that you couldn't reach. I was, thought there was, was there not concerns about a moon base? Am I delusional? I thought I heard when that. There was a, when there was a race to the moon, I believe, yes, for sure. Like there was worries about um, a country taking it and claiming it as their own. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a little bit amusing <laughs> to say that now. Right. Only because we've done nothing. With the moon in general? Right. <laughs> Besides collect some rocks. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah. Okay. But yes. Uh but the Soviet Union also saw space operations as the next logical step for their own military enterprises. Uh, in keeping with the differences in political uh, ideologues between the U.S. and the Soviet Union, the Soviets went, out of, uh, went about their way of space pursuits in a very different way than we did here back in the States. We did it with secrecy as well, I'm sure. Uh, if well, it's about to go into... <laughs> Mani- like maniacal deeds that the USSR did. I'm pretty sure we probably up there with them as well. well you give me any credit? <laughs> Are you probably- <laughs> gotta give me some credit. Okay, sorry. Continue. Uh, <laughs> I'm just interrupting. Uh, while each new NASA effort was widely publicized and even scrutinized by the public, the Soviets made it a point to never announce the space mission until days after it was completed. This allowed them to maintain tight control over the flow of information, intentionally omitting stories from their failures and releasing only information pertaining to their successes. It sounds like a good idea. Yes, which, but for to... America, that was a lot harder to do. Like, I'm not saying that it wasn't possible, but it was a lot harder to do. Um, just two different, you know. Our, our guys were a little bit more rock star. They were. 
and as like they were public figures immediately oh, for, sure. for being picked to do anything in the space. And the Soviets race. had a couple as well that we're going to talk about. Um, that had a couple that were kind of like rock star ish. Um, had all the publicity behind them. Had the name, the yeah. recognition. Um, we went for the for the the headline. It felt like everything I know about the space races, the U.S. kind of came in after to go for the headline to try to win the narrative rather than the actual. Um, we, I, like I said, you were saying that there was concerns about orbits and um, um, I think it was satellites. about competing with uh, one of our enemies and it being a strategic advantage that we didn't want them to have. Right. I think, I mean, like there was probably a lot of like political theater and stuff in between both these things on both sides. But I do think at the end of the day, if you heard your enemy made it to space and had a tactical advantage on you for uh, with someone you had tension so high with, um, it would make you concerned enough to go all in on that to try to even the odds. Yeah. So that's, I think, yeah, I think it just came down to that. Mm. Um, but they said, uh, of course, secrets are tough to keep even behind the Iron Curtain. Uh, by the 1970s, it was revealed that the Soviet Union had doctored published photos from their early space program to completely remove certain individuals from the historical record. Long before the days of Photoshop, Soviet airbrush artists had painstakingly painted these men out of countless photos. But when the public demanded an explanation, they received a variety of unconvincing stories. Mm. In the minds of many, it seemed like a cover-up was clearly afoot. Um, it wasn't long before these doctored images were linked to the controversial story of Italian brothers, um, Achel, just think, go for it, Achel and Gioviani, back in the 1950s. The brothers began scavenging radio equipment they set up in an old bunker, and by the 1960s, they claimed to be recording radio signals broadcast from various Soviet launches. Wait a minute, mm-hmm. I've heard about this. Yeah, have you? It's touching on a memory. I there was a, a series or a doc I bet there is. on this. Oh yeah. Okay, continue. Sorry. Uh, okay, and this is connecting more to make sense for me. But uh, more pressingly, they claimed to be recording manned missions that were failing. Right. Yes. Um, according to the brothers, they recorded a manned spacecraft flying off course and into the endless expanse of space in May of 1960. Yeah. And then a faint SOS signal from yet another lost spacecraft in November of the same year. Then in February of 1961, they said they recorded audio of a cosmonaut suffocating to death in a failed craft, before also, they claim, tracking another craft as it successfully orbited Earth three times in April. Three days after the brothers claimed to record that successful test, the Soviets announced that they had successfully launched Yuri Gargoyne into space the first ever human to escape Earth's gravitational veil. Mm. So that, that obviously lends a little bit of credibility to what they could possibly heard. So those people were completely erased. Um, just yeah. for political sake of the country, of they didn't want to look like they lost people. Well, yeah. Yeah, but still, like that's a whole person's life gone. How do, how do they get away that's your with death How gone. does the that, family... Yeah. Do they find people without family? Is it a recruitment style? Like, how do you, how... Maybe the family knew, but, I mean, I, you know... You're sworn to secrecy? Maybe. Like, maybe. It's, it definitely was a government program. Very possible that they were told to keep their mouth shut or face repercussions. Um, You know, it's, again, different... Um, different era. Different so governments as well. But different era, so it wouldn't make sense. I don't know, who who would you get that out to? If you're a family member, and then all of a sudden, yeah. um, well, I wonder if, it, yeah, I just wonder what kind of level yeah. of secrecy it was from general public. Like, right. just I'm just thinking, everyone in, who obviously was an astronaut had a family, or maybe they didn't. It just depends on. Sure, there had to be people that knew them growing up. They weren't like lived by themselves their entire lives. They weren't ghosts. So if some if mm-hmm. someone did die or get got got erased from the Maybe picture. they would give them fake explanations. I think that's what it was. It was trying to insinuate that there were lots of different unconvincing stories that they tried convincing the public as well as possibly people that they knew Yeah, of how they died. Oh, an accident, maybe uh, something that was unreleased or, right. you know. Uh, but yeah, so like, but I just felt when I heard these stories and I heard someone talk about it, I was very intrigued by it as well as the idea that someone could be forgotten like that 
Yeah. And so I felt like it was appropriate to, in some way, do some sort of justice by, you know, letting people know that they existed. Yeah. Because that's horrifying. Imagine, like, you growing up with a best friend who you were proud of, went and knew he was going to be an astronaut, went on his first mission. All of a sudden, he doesn't come back, and uh, no one in the world has record of him. Whatever happened to him just disappears from existence. Yeah. Like, what a terrible way to go. Yeah, it is. Um, let alone the way that they are dying. Right. I'm sure it's it's uh doesn't sound like a fun time. Like if if you're imagining someone drifting off to space. Yeah, those sound like out of oh. orbit. There's nothing you can do. I know. And we were also I mean, we were also talking about um again, I'm not a scientist, but I do know basic things about like human decomposition. Yeah. And like if you imagine that that's possible, that if there is a person that somehow escaped and just slung off into space, right, and we were unable to hear from them again, most likely the ship would eventually fail as far as pressurizing the, the thing, uh, the actual ship. Yeah. You're right. You'd run out of oxygen. So it's possible that they could pass peacefully out. pass yeah. through lack of oxygen. But then also if the cabin goes out, you're talking about something that the body needs to decompose as oxygen and you're in a vacuum of space. So technically, I mean, like there would be particles and like radiation and things that would decompose you. But in, in my mind, theoretically, you're floating kind of like a dried up version of yourself just into space for until you can, you know, until the end of time, basically, in order until you run into something yeah. else, which is wild way to think about someone's death like that person if there is a person that well, flung off into space it's known still too. to me I'm, I'm on the mindset of it so say you're you're um a space an astronaut and you get flung out in your spaceship you talk about one of the scariest prospects in your life well you 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 would recognize it that person would know what's happening full consciously be aware yeah, of it right that he's just driving into darkness right and and knowing how long his ship is until you know, it, it gets out of air or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. It could be a day. It could be two days. Yeah. And, and, and you and just knowing, have to, this is, this is it. This is the end. And you have to think about the time. Uh, like, like everybody likes to say in the most popular saying about like, well, we sent a man to the moon on uh, less computing power than what you have in your pockets right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you're talking about like tin cans. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things were not built to last, let alone like, People didn't even know if they'd work. There were lots of failures, as you could tell. Yeah. So it's, yeah, definitely a very scary prospect, but um, a very, obviously very dark. But obviously it was a story that I felt like I need to share. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they actually airbrush photos. Yeah. Of people's, like, wiped them out of the program. you did that. Well, they would paint them out how by hand. Paint a fo- I guess, I, I don't know enough about, I don't film know the photography. T- yeah, I I shoot on film, and I but I I don't know. Like again, this is gonna sound funny. I don't know really quite know what a red room does, or a dark room. Sorry. Really. Um. I mean, I I, I kind of vaguely quite know. know. So I'm assuming it would happen during that process. Like, how do you, I'm, how do I'm, you paint someone out of a film f- photograph? I wish I could tell you. I really don't know myself either. Yeah. Um. What the process, the technical process of painting someone out of film would be. Obviously, it wasn't c- convincing if people figured it out or knew. Yeah, but you should see these photos. I have, I have, uh, pictures on here. Okay. I'll have to look it up afterwards. We will um, post those with this episode as per usual. But yes, on uh, our casual exhibition. They showed face. before and after of the airbrushing. It literally looks like, like perfect. Yeah. It looks like they never were in the photo at all. Where are we going to post those, Jake? Uh, we're going to post them at Casual X History on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, great. <laughs> and everywhere you can find this podcast. Facebook so, and uh, Instagram as well. That's right. All of them. Um, but yeah, so despite the airbrush photos and uh, the troubling uh, recordings, there remains very little concrete e- evidence to substantiate the claim that Soviets left their earliest space pioneers up there to die. However, not every airbrush cosmonaut has been found. For some, uh, even though that's to, that's enough to warrant giving those chilling radio recordings a second listen. With so many Soviet records lost in the 1990s in a long-standing culture of secrecy, 
is unlikely that we'll ever get the full story about the earliest Soviet space efforts. But the truth is, it seems very unlikely that there are any heroes of the Soviet Union stranded in orbit or beyond. Why? I don't know. (laughs) That's that's the line they wrote? Yes. uh, Interesting. It is safe to say that being an astronaut and traveling in space is not for the weak. Uh, Just think, those astronauts up there are alone for an extended amount of time, thinking of all the things that could go wrong. After all, not all space missions were perfect and glitch-free. Right, but you would hope. I mean, I think if you're an astronaut, you're not doing it knowing. I mean, I think everyone has an appetite for obviously the unknown of it being bad, but you're not going up there. Right, like but it's a, not for the weak stomach. It's not like, you know, you're taking a trip to Disney now. You're like, it's not for the weak stomach, but I would think those You know people, the consequences right, of something but failing. See, I always thought, I'm sure there's people that defy this thought that I have and I'm about to share. I always thought people like that lean more on the side of um like as much as they're problem solvers and expect the worst but to to put yourself out there to go to space and to go to the moon you're playing on your good you're playing on your like optimistic oh sure human humanistic like i'm but those thoughts are there there's I, no way right, people don't think right, about that. Right, but I always think... You're strapped to a two-ton rocket below you. You're basically like a bomb underneath you. There's no way those thoughts don't come up. I'm sure those thoughts come up. I just think when when thinking about an astronaut, I would almost bet, this is speculation, that they would be, if you ask them, they'd probably be a bit more... Um, optimistic than most humans because like to to be that person that even even thinks about doing something as grand as going to space or going to the moon i almost feel like you have to have a little bit of an unrivaled not self-awareness like you you have to have the the Mm -hmm. immediate survival self-awareness of like problem solving but like you kind of have to throw away some disbelief to even like you said, it's not for the weak. So I almost yeah. feel like it, it's leaning towards the opposite, not the pessimistic, like I'm problem solving. This is most likely going to go bad. So no, I'm ready for they it. Wouldn't, they wouldn't strap themselves in if they didn't think there was a possibility for fame, glory, and the, the, the availability to... vain. I'm no, just saying the... But like, um, like the better part of themselves. That's what they're kind of like throwing it out there for. I know what you mean. For a bigger picture than just themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much like a like a the wanting glory. I think they're just optimistic. More optimistic than problem solving pessimistic would be my assumption or um thought. Yeah. Uh so there was a very bizarre accident that no one can explain, even to this day. It involves one Soviet cosmonaut's last moments in space during the beginning of the space race between the United States and USSR. Uh many remember the first trip into orbit was successful when the first man walked on the moon. On April 12th of 1961, Russia was successful on sending the first human being into Earth's orbit. The pilot, Yuri Gargoyne, uh, manned the Vostok capsule. Uh, the United States then followed in Russia's footsteps a month later and sent their own astronaut, Alan Shepard, into a suborbital mission during the Mercury space program. Uh, sensing this was a competition, Russia was prepared to send another man into space. However... This time, they would be sending him into multiple orbits, beating uh, Gargoyne's record. Uh, The story is that the Soviets had planned to launch the mission before the Americans could send up a second astronaut to circle the Earth. Uh, American John Glenn would finally achieve that mission on February 20th, 1962. However, the next manned Vostok orbital launch would happen on May 16th, 1961. Um, the capsule ended up achieving 17 circuits around the Earth. Although the Russians had already topped the Americans by achieving the 17 circuits around the Earth, they decided to top one more thing, sending the first woman into space. Huh. Um, during the mission, everything seemed to be going well. However, before the woman could re-enter the atmosphere, something went terribly wrong. Whatever happened next is unexplainable, and no one knows what happened for sure, and it would... It will send chills down anyone's spine reading these records. Although these records are not not exactly proven to be accurate, the story goes that by the time re-entry was attempted, it had been a full week. Uh, by that point, the, ship, uh, the ship's oxygen supplies were running low and nearly depleted. There was one conversation recorded before the woman suddenly disappeared from the radio. The woman ended up calling into that radio uh, 
saying this, which I have an audio recording. Mm. I don't know if we should listen or if you want me to play it over there. Can over you the put, let's try, let's okay. try to do it. Um, is it something you have to load or either way we can input it in or we can play it live right now? No, I could play it live. Okay. Uh, let's but play it, it says live. that it appears that reentry was not going well. Seems that the ship was gaining too much heat as the poor woman was slowly being burned alive by increasing temperatures. Oh, wow. She also begins to get emotional towards the end, knowing that her fate would be coming soon. So then, what are these last words anything monumental, or are they... The translation are basically, it's getting hot, she's asking numbers, she's uh, calling into radio. Right. Uh, she actually, I think she uh, signifies that there's a fire outside her window. Mm. Um, and, yeah, she just keeps asking, um, why is it so hot? Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah. In her recording. So we don't have to play yeah, Let's it. not play that. Let's not do that. That almost. That makes yeah. me feel. It's real dark. It, almost, uh, but it could be in poor taste if we're just going <laughs> to. Sure. So it, it could be in poor taste. Yeah. Um, so but, the recording is out there for anybody who wants to go look, listen to it, obviously. Yeah. It was uh, overheard by another country. but um, So it was recorded. Was it by the same twin brother or the two brothers? Do uh, we know? I don't know about this one. It says, after the last recording, the radio fell silent. Nothing was heard from the woman. Three days later, uh, oh no. So I, it doesn't know who overheard this gotcha. message per se. Um, I have another story after this one that I know that another country overheard this radio signal mm. and that's where we got it from. Okay. Um, but yeah, so after this last recording, radio so she was silent. Sorry to interrupt last time. She was the first woman in space. Yes. Ever. And she was erased from history because of her failure. But we know of her. Is it recognized? I never heard. No, she's not recognized as well as um, she doesn't have a name. We don't know her name? No, we don't. Wow. Um, as And so they do have a person, uh, like the third person they sent into space, technically, is uh, is who they claim the first person in space that they sent up was mm. uh, for Russia. Yeah. So this was one of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we don't even know her name. That's sad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so these were loan missions. I didn't realize, I yes. guess they were loan missions up front. They just mm-hmm. thought they could only worry Small about one person. one man capsules. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Didn't we, didn't, you probably know this, didn't we send up animals? Didn't people send yes, up Yes, there was definitely. And, like a dog or something? I don't know what the timeline was between that. Maybe that was before they sent humans. They needed to make sure, you know, like like animals could survive in space before that. But I do know, uh, yeah, that they definitely sent up like a monkey. I think uh, was there a dog? I think there was a I famous there dog. Was a famous dog. There is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know the timeline between these people and that, but I'm assuming beforehand. Yeah. I hope <laughs> um, before they sent humans up in a capsule. That they had dogs should come after. To be honest God, with you, I know. No, we don't deserve dogs. We don't deserve. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. So interesting. Uh, three days later, on May twenty sixth of nineteen sixty one, the Soviets announced that the ship had made it back to Earth. The ship had been severely burned with no woman inside. Uh, the satellite was about the size of a bus, and at its launch, had never been disclosed. To this day, the Russian government denies that the tragedy ever happened. Um, they keep passing off the radio recordings as media trying to get attention. It is said that the Russians have several recordings from lost astronaut over the years. Uh, like the case of this woman, they continue to deny that people were ever up in space at all. Yeah. Uh, which is why I felt like I need to tell the story. Yeah. That's really sad. Um, so that's literally all we know about that woman. And there's also a woman celebrated as the first woman in space, uh, cosmonaut up in space. Yeah. Already. But we know that obviously she wasn't the first one. Right. Um, if you're not first, you're last. That's right. If you ain't first, you're last. Um, okay. And so <laughs> that's number one on your story list for yes. lost USSR astronauts. That's right. Um, that could be a good title for this podcast. That would be a good the title. C- the lost, I don't know. We'll the figure lost it out. cosmonauts. The lost cosmonauts of the USSR. Yeah. That like kind of sounds like a movie. Yeah, it does sound like a movie. I like it. <laughs> or a TV series. Yeah. <laughs> let's be let's write it. Anyways, this would be a really good place to actually take a break. Would it? For before the next story. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jacob. Cool that's, that? Let's do it. <laughs> All right, let's do it. 
Hey, hey, welcome back. Oh, hold on. Wait, wait. For oh. the, that was messing with me. Hey, hey, welcome back from that ad break. Uh, if you listen to an ad there, we really appreciate it because it helps us out a ton. And uh, yeah, I, we really appreciate you sticking around to hear more of the story. And we want you to go vote. That is what that ad was telling you. If you're listening, it will be gone after November 3rd. So yes. if you're listening to this post yeah. November 3rd, <laughs> It won't be there anymore. Right. So this will have no meaning. <laughs> but you'll know we tried. That's right. We we have a campaign going for voting, which, Jeffrey, have you voted? Have you voted already? I'm going to this week. I'm actually nice. planning on doing it tomorrow. Yeah, really? Oh, yeah. good. I, uh, I, early voting stops the 29th here, I think. Oh, really? Um, okay. So. Um, yeah, man. I, I, like, voted, like, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Like, I think it was, like, the third day in. Yeah, I think that my parents did. Yes. Two. I think like the second day, which was surprising to me. Nice. Yeah. No, the lines aren't bad. Uh, you should definitely go out there. Uh, well, even if they are bad. It's important. It's important. It's important enough uh, to take the time. So I would like to encourage anybody who's listening, who's on the fence about doing it on whether it matters, it matters. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm going to do it tomorrow. So. Okay. All right. I'm um, going to hold you to I'm that. I'm not just saying it. <laughs> You're not? <laughs> no. Good. Um. By the way, I do want to just casual plug here yeah please. so we mentioned some photos we're so we're discussing the lost astronaut cosmonauts of the ussr yep um and we have some photos about the um, erase photos just yeah, some good ones. doctored inf- just some good information some cool visual information to put together with what we're discussing today and that's going to be on our casual x history facebook twitter and instagram yes and um, we try to do that every podcast we do at least a few interesting photos or sometimes even, I know we've done it maybe on a, a handful, um, post a few good articles. Like references References, below. yeah, just for um, self-discovery purposes. So if you wanted to learn more or if you wanted to put a visual to what we're saying. Right. So um, I know you had a second story for I us. Do. So the first half was the the first woman in space, technically. Right. Uh, not technically. We she don't was. know a lot about her. But besides that, there was an audio recording overheard and brought to light. And so, therefore, that's how we know of uh, this person, right. which is sad. But and then there's yeah. another story you want to get into. There I'm is. Sure. And this man, we at least know his name and a little bit of his story. Okay. So, um, this one is about Vladimir Kamarov. Have you heard of him? I have. Have you heard of the story I at all? I don't think so. Okay. So, uh, so, there's a cosmonaut in space circling the globe. Convinced he will never make it back to Earth. He's on the phone with his wife and then a high official in the Soviet Union who is crying because he, too, thinks that the cosmonaut will die. Well, Vladimir Cosmonaut, uh, sorry, the space vehicle is shoddily constructed, uh, running dangerously low on fuel. Its parachutes, though no one knows this, won't work. And the cosmonaut Vladimir Cosmonov is about to literally crash, crash full speed into the Earth. Uh, as he heads to his doom, U.S. listening posts in Turkey hear him cry in rage, cursing the people who had put him inside the botched spaceship. Um, this extraordinary, intimate account of the 1967 death of Russian cosmonaut appears in a new book, Starman, by Jamie Doran. Shout out. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, we don't normally do that, do to we? To be published next month. Uh, oh, so it says it's in a, this article. This is like a new one. This is like free promo. <laughs> This is a free promo for this book. <laughs> wow. Um, We've never done that before. <laughs> I mean, we'll post it maybe. Uh, <laughs> hey, we should try to get him on the, the podcast. We should. Honestly, I shouldn't be speaking on this. He you should... know, that was my thinking. Just I know we're going to dive in and we're just discussing for any casual historian that's listening. We should try to get... That should be a thing we should some do. Guests I enjoy over. these conversations, but it would be really interesting to have like that. Bring some experts in, yeah, even just on a Zoom call. Yeah, uh, th- this author of this book, like uh, oh, some yeah, local that'd be great. Um, authors, maybe. Maybe um, we'll do a follow-up episode where he can fully explain uh, details that we don't know about. That would be fun. Or something, we could reach out and see if that works. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, we'd love to do that. Go for it. Um, but the authors base their narrative principally on the re- uh, revelations of, of the KGB officer. I uh, <laughs> can't speak. The KGB officer, uh, Vinyan... Azovovich Rusev, I think is how he says his name. Vinya Rusevich Osev. Yes. That makes uh, sense But to this me. version, if it's true, is beyond shocking. Uh, Starman tells the story of a friendship between two cosmonauts, 
Vladimir Kazmarov, and uh, Soviet hero Yuri Garguin, the first human to reach outer space. The two men were close. They socialized, hunted, and drank together. In 1967, both men were assigned to the same Earth-orbiting mission, and both knew that the space capsule was not fully safe to fly. Uh, Kamarov told friends he knew he would probably die, but he wouldn't back out because if he didn't, he didn't want Gargoyne to die. Mm. Gargoyne would have been his replacement in this case. So Gargoyne comes after this guy. Yes. We've talked about Gargoyne at the front, mm-hmm. but he comes And he after. becomes the first man to orbit. Successfully. Yes. Gotcha. Um, so the story begins around 1967 when a uh, Lenoid Brezenhoff leader of the Soviet union decides to stage a particular mid space rendezvous between two Soviet spaceships. The plan was to launch, uh, launch the capsule, a Soyuz one with Kamarov inside. Uh, the next day, the second vehicle would take off with an additional two cosmonauts. The two vehicles would meet dock and Kazmarov would crawl into one vehicle to the other exchanging places with the colleague, and come home on the second ship. It would be, Bezov hoped, the Soviet triumph on the 50th anniversary of the Communist Revolution. That, uh, oh, just, just yes. one second. That is a hard maneuver. Yeah. Why, That's why bold. are they going for that maneuver? That's the first maneuver? Are you saying this is the first guy... Yeah. And that's the first thing they're attempting. Mm-hmm. Is there someone already up? I'm confused. You no. said there's so there's two spacecraft though. The first one was gonna be well, this was the plan. Yes, they were gonna send up the first man just right. by himself, and then they would send uh, another ship later, and then they would dock, kind of like how they do the space station a little bit. That's the first thing they're gonna do. Yeah. Why? Uh, that, they just I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I guess they just there's thought there's got to be a reason. It was it was gravitas enough for the moment, you know. That's pretty huge, I yeah. think. Um. So, uh, Bezenhoff made it very clear that he wanted this to happen. The problem was Gargoyne, um, already a Soviet hero, hero, the first man ever in space. He ins- oh, this is so. This is after he orbited already. Um, this is after the first successful orbit. Okay. So this is right after. Okay. So Gargoyne orbited? Yes. Okay. Uh, this says, the problem was that Gargoyne, already a Soviet hero, and the first man ever in space, he and some senior technicians had inspected the Soyuz 1 and found that 203 structural problems, serious problems that would make this machine dangerous to navigate in space. The mission, Gargoyne suggested, should be postponed. Seems reasonable. Right. Seems like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's quotes saying about Kamarov to, about Gargoyne that he'll die instead of me. We've got to take care of him. Um, the question was, so Kamarov was talking about Gargoyne. The question was who would tell Brezenhoff? Gargoyne wrote a 10 page memo and gave it to his best friend in the KGB. Um, but no one dared to send it up the chain of command. Everybody who saw that memo, including Rezenhoff, was demoted, fired, or sent to dip to diplomatic Siberia. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, with less than a month to go before the launch, Kamarov realized the postponement was not an option. He met with Resiviv, uh, and now demoted KGB agent, and said, "I'm not going to make it back from this flight." Um, and so Resiviv says, "Why not refuse?" According to some authors. Kamarov answered, if I don't make this flight, they'll send up the backup pilot instead. And that was Yuri Gargoyen. Mm. Uh, Vladimir Kamarov could not do that to his friend. Um, yeah, basically him quoting, saying, and he'll die instead of me. Uh, we have to take care of him. Uh, on launch day, on April 23rd of 1967, a Russian journalist, uh, Yesimov Golinarv, uh, reported that Gargoyne showed up to the launch site and demanded he be put in a spacesuit. Although no one was expecting him to fly, uh, they called his behavior very sudden. Uh, although after some observers thought that Gargoyne was trying to muscle onto the flight to save his friend, the Soyuz left Earth with Kamarov aboard. Um, so once the Soyuz began to orbit the Earth, the failures began. Mm. Uh, antennas didn't open properly. Uh, power was compromised. Navigation proved to be difficult. And the next day's launch had to be canceled. And worse, uh, Kazmarov's chances for a safe return to Earth was dwindling fast. All the while, U.S. intelligence was listening in. 
The National Security Agency had a facility at the Air Force Base near Istanbul. A previous report said that the U.S. listeners knew something was wrong but couldn't make out the words. Um, in his account, the NSA analyst identified in the book as Perry Felwuk uh, described overhearing Kamaroff tell ground control officials he knew he was about to die. Felwuk described how senior premier uh, Alexei Kasimwin, God, I can't get these names, <laughs> uh, called on a video phone to tell him he was a hero. Kazimov's wife was also on the call to talk about what to say to their children. Um, they were all crying. When the capsule began its descent and the parachutes failed to open, the book describes about how American intelligence picked up Kazimov's cries of rage as he plunged to his death. There is, a vi- there is another audio clip yeah. that they have captured, and we won't play it. Yeah. Um, but some translators hear him say in quotes, um, the heat is rising in the capsule. He also used the word killed, presumably to describe what the engineers had done to him. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So uh, also another thing to note about this is Americans died too. Um, both sides in the 1960s race to space knew these missions were dangerous. Uh, we sometimes forget how, just how dangerous. In January of that same year of 1967, American Gus Grissom and Ed White and Roger Coffey died in a fire inside the Apollo capsule, right. which I I knew that story. Yeah, that was in the, um, I remember the movie. It was the first space yeah. movie I ever watched. Was That's an intense Tom movie. Hanks. Um, right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then two years later, when Americans landed on the moon, and uh, Nixon, the Nixon White House had just-in-case statement prepared for the speechwriter uh, announcing the death of Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and they had been marooned or killed. Death was not expect, unexpected. So they had a prepared plan just in case. They knew it was a very high possibility that they right. wouldn't make it first try. I mean, we don't have to get into the conspiracy of this, but... <laughs> I mean, I mean, think about this for a minute, okay? Yeah. Can Broadcasting live, mm-hmm. okay, worldwide. Seems very dangerous, From space. It? Does that seem feasible? I mean, think about this. Sometimes I barely get phone reception <laughs> where I live in yeah. in a city, uh-huh. right? Yep. So we're gonna broadcast yep. live, yes, from space. Yep, correct to everyone. Yeah, and you're gonna be able to see and hear live. Does that seem? I mean, listen, live was a technical term. It was whenever we received the signals. It was definitely in the past. Okay, but. <laughs> It was live. And by the time it got to TV, like it was a know. live broadcast. Do you remember? Do you remember uh, uh, what was the live streaming app uh, from Twitter? <laughs> was it Justin TV? And then oh there was, gosh, Justin TV. Okay, Jesus. okay, think about that. That was like one of the first streaming uh, video platforms, right? Was it? Yeah, it was like on on the internet. Like okay. right, it was like one of those first streaming streamers. I, I didn't like, know that was the first before one. Twitch. You know, before before streaming became before a thing. before it became yeah like yeah. Uh, modernizing right live streams mm-hmm. were a thing and people used to do live streams all the time on these other sites okay sure do you know how m- many problems those things had yeah okay yeah. so <laughs> you're telling me yep. <laughs> that the government yes in 19 what was the year God, I know this. 61 right no 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 1969 yeah um live streamed live streamed <laughs> from space it it was low quality. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, does that not sound? It sounds a little fishy. Fishy. Uh, I mean, I am all for. I think we did go to the moon. I think we did. Okay, but again, I don't believe the conspiracy again. that we haven't. I think it's more plausible that we actually did amazingly pull off some sort of fucking miracle. And but did we live stream it? It's possible that the footage could be after. Or be, or it could be doctored footage, or propaganda footage That's for us. What, it could be, or propaganda. it could be the genuine article, and it was just one of those amazing moments in history. Things happen like that. Like I mean, things happen, but mm-hmm. like knowing how pixelated and how horrible those first streaming sites were when we had they more... weren't crystal clear. Okay, and also okay. they probably designed okay. specific okay. things for one way back and forth. <laughs> From the space vehicle to dead space. All I'm saying is, if we have more, we have more issues on our phone today with live streaming. How does the government have 
flawless live streaming technology. It was a flawless? In 1969. I, I haven't seen the full uh, live stream, to be honest with you. I've never watched the full thing. Of look it. it up. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, if you I, watch, is it fully like unedited? Like, Yeah. It's interesting. And he says the words. Do we hear the words? Like, of course. So you get an audio. <laughs> yeah, they're getting audio. I know. It just makes it a... Uh, I'm Makes sure it, it happened. Makes it ha- I'm sure it happened. Okay? Why, 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 why do I sound like I'm trying to convince you? Because I'm a I'm two not on trying the to convince scale, you. and that leaves this moon mm. possibility to me a little bit fishy. Well, let's I, explore I, it some more. I'm definitely not a flat earther. I like that's no. I just sometimes people yeah. conflate the two of like, don't think we went to the moon. You think it's flat? No, I no, just no, no. Am they're not related. Suspect whether it was propaganda footage. You know, we uh, there was propaganda footage. It's like. Like known that we mm-hmm. filmed propaganda footage before we went for testing for all this different kind of stuff, oh, for sure. promo photos for all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah, and that if at best you know stuff got mixed in and where people were like, oh well, this looks fake. Look at this. This is a fake photo. This photo is fake. It's like mm-hmm. well, it probably is, and this may be the real one, right? And so it just leaves a question for me whether the the live streaming thing like really yeah. fucks me up. But then you got then you got Russians using Photoshop, uh, taking. People out of film, yeah. <laughs> looking perfect. Yeah. So, like, what do we really know? You know, I don't what know. do we know the capabilities? I have no idea. They're gonna show you the best and hide the worst. That's like pretty much atypical of all. Oh, for sure. So, that's what makes me think. Well, we're seeing the best, but what, I will how say much the one thing that on makes fake. me suspicious. The one thing that makes me suspicious is that, like, uh, this wasn't. It wasn't first attempt, but still, it was. Um, it was just. The balls, man. The balls you had to have to be like, we're going to telecast this because at the worst, if I'm it's, wrong, it's must-see TV. And at the best, it's must-see TV. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It just seems it's, yeah, like, go ahead. We should probably do a deep dive on this, like the moon landing in general. I know we're going to bring out all the conspiracy crazies, <laughs> which I'm not saying I don't, I discount any facts that bring up Things that could be propaganda because it's possible. My mind is open. It was broadcast live, by the way. I just confirmed okay. Google because again, I knew this stuff. But again, uh-huh. when we're talking about it, you made me go, "Wait, it was it not live streamed?" I don't no, know. It was. It was live, a uh, broadcast live around the world. That's incredible. Okay, so first of all, yay America. <laughs> no, continue. <laughs> Tell me yeah. what's wrong. Um, it, well, I guess it could be. Look, listen, I obviously maybe just don't know enough about the engineering. It could completely be feasible and be completely legit. It just from a that's the statement broadcast live in 1969 yeah. on the moon, and I realize now wild. how horrible some of our streaming is today. Mm-hmm. How you lose radio when you go <laughs> like, behind a tree sometimes. Like, like I just, it makes me wonder. That's all. It yeah. just makes me wonder yeah. what what. You know happened. how you lose radio channels when you like go in like in some wooded area. Yeah, you're talking about going into space. Yeah, yeah. There's not you know. a lot of obstacles though, is there? I guess um, not. Uh, which maybe that's partly due to um, maybe it made it easier. It <laughs> anyway, back to the lost cosmonauts of the USSR. Yes, those are the two stories you had for us today. Yes, those are the two big stories. Um, any other good bits of information you were wanting to hit that maybe we, you didn't the first time? Um, um, I don't think so. Uh, the only other big thing about uh, about the second story about Vladimir uh, Kamarov's. Yeah. Right. So he, he did. He died uh, in an impact on Earth. On impact, he didn't hit the ocean or anything. No. Oh wow. He hit the Earth, wow. and um, also as a big uh, finger to the rest to his. Uh, bosses and everybody that worked on it he uh while he was he knew that he thought he was going to die right he wrote in his will that no matter what he said no matter what open casket so they did dang there's a literal photo how do they i'm looking at the photo of his bosses staring at an open casket look at this photo oh my god that's all that was left oh my god yeah. And so... Do we post that photo? He did we, that. Can we post that he photo? He did that just to say fuck you to everybody. So this this podcast is explicit now? <laughs> <laughs> I've already, I already cursed before okay. this. But <laughs> as if it wasn't always explicit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I thought that was a pretty... uh, Wow. Kind of a badass move to go 
um, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, that photo strikes me. Um, yeah. We, we should post that photo or... I mean, it's history, man. History is not always history. pretty. It is history. I don't know. Yeah, let's go for it. Mm. I mean, I feel like this is what we're talking about today. It is. Uh, it might not be for everyone to look at this photo. Right. Um, just depending on your frame mindset, I guess. Right. Going in, but um, but the, I think the, the photo describes like Jacob just said. Yes, it's an open casket. Shows the, the his like boss three generals like um, that are looking at this open casket of what was left of him. Yeah. Um, and it's not much. There's not much. So just as a heads up warning for people who want to go look. Yeah, but I think the the biggest thing was uh, just saying that like who knows how many cover ups there really were. These are two that like if we didn't have recordings. Um, we might not know of their stories at all. Like yeah. might completely be lost to history. Um, these people existing or doing these brave things uh to expand humanity and science and uh yeah, further the human race. So that was kind of my thought process going into this and because I was I was actually like uh shocked when I heard about these things. Mm. And I had never heard of them like a week ago. I heard yeah. from just coworkers just casually talking about like this amazing thing. And I was like, I have never heard of this happening. I had heard about the doctor photos, but I had not heard of like legit, like recordings. Audio recordings. Yes. Of, uh, yeah, I, 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 that just seems to make sense. Mathematically, it does. like common sense wise, you're not going to pick up every failed attempt. Right? right. And so if you got three failed attempts on record, there's probably lots. Yeah. There's recorded be and buried. Handful more. Mm-hmm. Probably only getting what twenty percent of the act. Like, how do you categorize? Like, are you you're not listening twenty four seven unless these guys were on it. So I don't know. Um, this got to be interesting to know. Yeah, but I thought imagine that was an interesting hearing subject. it. You know, imagine yeah. hearing it live. Yeah, hearing a failure live. Yeah, yeah, pretty it's heavy. Crazy. It's very heavy. It's heavy. All this stuff with astronauts and the failed attempts and just like you said that with what happened before Apollo and um, always are heavy. Like especially, I don't know if it's like my sentiment towards like my view oh, no. on it. You know, it's easy to like when we talk about history and history subjects. Mm-hmm. It's easy to gla- gloss over and put like a film between me and speaking about genocide. Like when we're talking, we've talked about, about wars. We've talked yeah. about you know killings and murders and things. It's easy to gloss it in my mind, and it, it obviously is. makes it digestible. Yeah. In my, like, to, to, to note it as, oh, just, it happened a thousand years ago, so there's right. a little bit of a, a distance. There's a disconnect between Weirdly the two. with, I don't know why, there's not that with, like, space and astronauts, and, like, like they're never, there's, it feels very, re- like, prevalent. Right. Um, it which feels, because it's close. All loss is, but when it's, like, at arm's distance, you know, it can mm-hmm. always feel weird, but sometimes, weirdly, like, these yeah, even though like I don't know these guys from Adam, they're doing it, but it almost feels like a human thing. Oh, like it the, is, the, for the, sure. The rockets, the space exploration, it feels like a human thing. So there's no film for me, like yeah. in the connection. There's no of, distance between. Just like that like, photo, I was like, ah, like it hits extra. It does. Yeah, weird. It hit. Which it, is it, what it, draws me spot. in. Like I, I find that like sometimes like I have to watch something hefty after, obviously. But I get sucked into these things because it's like, again, um, to allow yourself to feel things like a human, like mm-hmm. it should be allowed. And I think sometimes it's real easy for me personally out in the world to try not to feel that. And so like whenever I go down these rabbit holes of sometimes it's dark, it's like, uh, yeah, it definitely hits home for me. And hearing the, I've heard the audio recordings before. It's something you have to look at. Yeah. Like it, it, when when you're doing like you said if it's something so human and so universal like this. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it really is a shame and disservice to the people. hide it. Yes. And the people like they lived lives, like full lives. Yeah. These people were adults. They grew up with people, they knew people, they had experienced memories, lives yeah. of their own, possibly families. Um yeah. And so for them to us to hear about that but never hear about them in history. Um, to be lost for propaganda purposes, I'm so sure that's happened. balances, you know, like it need you need, yeah. and it to, for it to be written off because it was like a negative on the the view rather than just like sure an actual event. It was just it, yeah. it's, and uh, I'm sure this is one of 
millions of events in history that like circumstances have hidden or buried uh, certain amazing things that we do not know about or aren't written about. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure this is, this is just a very small little blip on these kind of things, but still it felt, it felt right. Once I learned of this, the more and more research I did, that's what just, they kept coming up was like, well, I need to share the stories just to share that like these people existed. Yeah. And that needs to be a thing. If we know, I, I, I always, this is the last note I'll put. I, I've never understood the idea of only presenting this. Like maybe at a time that worked, maybe at a time that was the way to go for mm-hmm. governments to be perceived a certain way. Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like, especially now, how do you get away with n- like not cashing the check? Like you, you got to show the, the backside and the good side. I feel like, especially now. Like I never, I ne- I never understood the hiding the failure. I guess I, I did back then. Maybe it did at a time, but now I don't feel like you should or can hide failure. I feel like it's and it's if it's definitely not a owned, age. it's all it's a, it's a disservice and it, and it makes you look bad by not owning the failure. You know, right? But I mean, like again, uh, I'm not trying to speak onto things that I don't know about, but. But in certain that's this whole podcast. I know we're speaking on history. We know nothing about. All right. Well, let me (laughs) let me speculate right now. You ready? Okay. Um, End this on a good note. (laughs) Well, let me get this point out first. This is the no, not the good note. Wrap it up. Wrap wrap Uh, this. I was just gonna say that, like, yeah, exactly. Nowadays, with technology the way it is, it is has to be incredibly hard to hide massive failures like this, and um things go secret every day and it's definitely not impossible, but it's a lot harder because of everybody's instant reach to everybody else. And, uh, yeah, I think if nothing else, like learning of this, uh, creates a sense of, uh, bond between people. Like I feel the same for that, uh, for those people as well. Not because they're, you know, it doesn't matter that they're from a different country, uh, from a different time. I still feel that it shows that we're all human. I feel like that's an important point. So if you want an uplifting note, that's a good one. Okay. That we'll end it there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening today, guys. You casual really appreciate historians. It. That's a lame way what I just said. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Casual X History. That's right. We will post some of these photos. Um, some of like one of them specifically that we just talked about mm-hmm. uh, is not for the faint of heart. So um just be warned. Of course. I guess. Um, And we will see you next time. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you.